With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your hosts, Damien Warren and Toby Harris. Now it's your birthday today, Mr. Harris, Toby Harris, the Tobinator, 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 yeah I like that. Yes it is my birthday, yeah, I'm and an old bugger. You are, 29 years old. 29 years of age. You know when you turn 30, do you think you'll have like your midlife crisis at that point? Or do you think you've already had it? Midlife. I'm just so I'm I'm looking at you and I'm just thinking. I'm thinking of getting a I'm haircut soon. Like, Ooh, I know, yeah. For you, that's big. That is big, yeah. For me, it's normal. For most people, it's normal. But for you, it's big. Mm. It's also, Toby, our 101st episode today. Is it really? We, we, <laughs> this is how much work we do behind the scenes. We didn't even realize no. it was our 100th last Jeepers. week. Until I popped 101. Into the 101. That's a lot, eh? Well. I don't think there's many people that started listening that have finished. A lot of absolute dross. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly is. is. But uh, I know there has been one or two that have listened to us from the start. One of those being the Razzler, the The Dazzler. Dazzler. God, what a guy. Razzler Dazzler doesn't know this. He doesn't know this. Okay. So why Because I tried to play it it really cool. Right. But he was also the first person that emailed us as well. (laughs) (laughs) You know... <laughs> and Twitter. And uh, I made it out like, oh, yes, we've been doing this for years. No, we haven't. <laughs> oh, he's, he's so, been good. He's been, he's been an absolute legend, support, hasn't he? Absolute legend. So thank you very much for everyone that stayed with us through the first hundred. I hope there's many more to come. Definitely. But as I look across the room, uh, I'm not sure whether there's many more. <laughs> <laughs> 29 yeah all right 42 hey you're 42 what happened you look good you could mm, be nah you could be my sugar daddy <laughs> <laughs> right uh we've got some messages from our supporters toes the first one's yours no we just discussed this the first one was going to be yours no you said that and then i said well Oh, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Oh, you melt. <laughs> okay. Damien and Toby, firstly, can I say, loved last week's pod and loving the new segment on the Hall of Fame. I have to say, Toby, you had a shocker picking Justin Marshall. What were you thinking? Honestly. Looking forward to seeing the finished team when it's done. Might be a right band of misfits. I think it is. The thing is, though, That's from Charlie. he's actually hit the nail on the head. You had a shocker. I had an absolute shocker. I, I don't do know what I was thinking. I have to say, I <clears throat> was absolutely positive that I was going to say Justin Marshall, and you wouldn't have said Justin Marshall, and you were going to say Periwipu. Uh, so when you didn't come up with it, I was like, this is like Christmas all at once. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I, I, I want you to win th- some things, you know, keep you going. Keep your confidence high. Thank yeah. you, Charlie. Have to agree with you there. I'm not sure uh, what I was on about. Awful. All right, next one's from Benji. 
Hey guys, great to hear Toby has a Vauxhall Corsa. What a car. What a car. If you had £20,000, what car would you buy? I wouldn't buy a car. I'd buy a house. (laughs) Can I just say, I reckon you'd buy about 50,000 Vauxhall Corsas (laughs) and share the love round. He, but he's put at the end, your car choice should reflect you as a person. That's put a lot of pressure on me. And when I was driving here, I was like, oh, what am I going to pick? What am I going to pick? What would you pick? What's no. your dream car first? No, 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 no. What's your dream well, car? I don't really have a dream car. Mine's a DB9. Okay. Yeah, I Aston see, Martin yeah, I DB9. Do you know what I could see you in? Here we go. One of those Ford Rams, those big... Pickup trucks. Yeah, I see what you mean. You know, I saw one the other day with a big, a big bulge on the oh, bonnet. That's, <laughs> that's re- not me. Which reminds me, me. <laughs> which reminds me of you. Oh. That bulge on the bonnet. <laughs> I could see in one of those big, weird, you know. Like I don't like of, a big car though, eh? No, well, obviously you've got a, a Vauxhall Corsa. Yeah. I just thought you got that because it was cheap. I did, <laughs> but I like it now. You know, so what's your dream car? You don't have a dream car. I don't really. Have, I have a realistic dream car. Okay. Well, what which, is? Well, actually, if I was to buy a car right now, it would be way more than twenty grand. But one of those electric Porsches, the four door versions. Oh yeah. Because I'm a family man, I want to still get the kids in the back. Um, one of those would be cool. But the one, the car that I kind of saw a few years ago, that's the realistic car for me, would have been the the Jag. Spider. Ugh, Jag. Jag, yeah. Yuck. I yeah. thought you liked a G-Wiz. Oh, I love a G-Wiz. Oh, I'd get a Tesla. I'd love a Tesla. Would you? Yeah, love a Tesla. Would you? I've I've been really wanting to get a um a Ford Puma. Yeah, I like those. Yeah. Yeah. So if I had 20 grand, I'd get that. <laughs> Worst investment ever. Why? <laughs> I like them. I used to have. Yeah, but a, the thing is, is that car's a, not an investment, is it? I used to have a Ford Cougar. Oh. Yeah, and, and I'm talking about the original one, everyone. Spelt like the ladies. Oh, really? Yeah. The late like not with the a K, ladies, not with a K, with a C, mate. And it was a Bobby Dazzler of a car. Was it? Two point five liter. Two point five leather seats. V six. Oh, wow! You <laughs> Which in England is a lot of these. <laughs> A lot, a lot. V V eight, you know, the Kiwis and I the, know, the love Aussies. V eight, don't love they? Love V eight, but no, V six is the closest I could get. And she purred like did a, she like a cougar? Oh. It really did. It really did. Oh, that gets it was a me lovely going. car. It was a lovely car. That's the way. Anyway, we're over to sharing is caring. We've got a few this uh, this week, sir. Got a few. So I'm just going to put the old music on. I don't think you actually gave me the video to put on my the social media stream, so I have none. All right, okay. David Haylett and John Telferson, who always do it. Thank you very much. The Canadian Ruck. Excellent. Good podcast. Yeah, there's good podcast. Thank you to the Canadian Ruck for sharing with your supporters. Old Boys Rugby Club. I'm guessing this is from Christchurch. And Neil Brink. Those are all I've got, mate. (laughs) You've got too many, mate. Too many. So, um... We actually had a message on our the Instagram. Yes. And I'll I'll read I'll read you it. I'll read you it. And it's from Rugby Rewind Podcast. Yes. Give them a listen if you're uh, if you're into that. Uh, well, I mean, I think they they speak about and they interview old past players, which is quite cool. Anyway, this is a massive long shot, but you fellas wouldn't be down so they're obviously you know down with the kids down to join us for a pointless quiz on our pod I reckon you'd do That's really good. well why the name pointless, pointless. rugby <laughs> you do really well on that I reckon anyway so that, that's really cool so Rugby Rewind podcast excellent podcast so they're, they're keen to have a bit of a head to head battle head to head we'll have to put we'll have to put it on our podcast. Yes, we will do. And they can put it on yep. theirs. Yeah, I agree. I reckon they might win. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's Ben Affleck. Is it? Yes. Is it Ben Affleck? Yeah, so Ben Affleck and co. Yeah. Um, they've got their own podcast now. Fantastic. And, and he's very good at writing a quiz. He is very good at writing a quiz. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. 
Ben Affleck is uh, not the famous actor. No. But well, we, we don't we, know. We would like it to be, but it's probably <laughs> not. Um, but he was the guy who came up with the idea of the Wikipedia Guess Who. Yes. And he sent us through quite a few Guess Who's a while ago. So Very good at that. Great bloke. Yeah, very great good. Great bloke. It is time now for... Breaking News. Kindly supported by... Super XV. Rugby website. But not just any rugby website. The leading You know Argos website. in this country, yeah, you can go there, you can open up the catalogue, you can do all your Christmas shopping. Oh, is at, that what it's there Argos, for? yeah. I've only seen like vans driving past. Yeah, okay. Well, the same thing can happen at Super XV, rugby mm. website. You mm. just go there. You can look for whatever you want to find for Christmas. You won't find any of it. Shall I but go on it? You will look at. You will see many a story. Shall I go on it right now? Super XV, and I'm going to see what advertising I can get. <laughs> While you do that, sir, I'll start with my first news article. Yes, do. So, uh, Blackfern's coach has, which is Glenn Moore, has actually sort of has come out from silence and has said. That, Sains- uh, Sainsbury's. Sainsbury's, there <laughs> Sainsbury's. you go. There you go. Sainsbury's. So, Expedia. Excellent. Good stuff. Anyways, <laughs> carry on. So, he's come out and he said that uh, he wants to help with the investigation of, you know, these allegations. Now, just to recap on those, basically, uh, one of the team that went uh, to the European tour has come out saying that uh, over a long period of time, Glenn Moore has, you know, psychologically bullied her, saying the following things, that he's embarrassed for her, that uh, and as he doesn't understand her worth in the squad, uh, he took the mick out of her wearing a jacket around her hips, uh, he yells at her for running to rucks, how she runs to rucks, how she runs with the ball, and she recently told her that the only reason why she was picked in the Black Ferns was because she could play the guitar, <laughs> which I have to say. Do you know what? On That's my, part of my criteria. <laughs> my tour list, when I'm picking players, I'm thinking, right, do we have a drummist? <laughs> do we have a guitarist? <laughs> do we have some vocals here? I don't anyway. It's right, not, not mate, a, let's make a band. It's not, it's not a laughing matter, it's not though, a laughing is it? Matter. No. But anyway, uh, he, so he said he's going to welcome... But he's going to... I mean, this is pretty obvious, isn't it? What's happened? He said these things... When they do the, the the deep dive, either players now or ex-players are going to come out and confirm these kind of feelings, and he's going to get the old heave Yeah. I mean, we, we spoke about it a, a wee while ago, didn't we? And um, and you just can't get away with things like that as a an international coach or even a you know, a club coach, he like has Super been, Rugby, uh, or yeah, he has been in charge for quite a while. He has, yeah. But the thing is, is that if it's happened now, it, it's happened before. Yes. You know, people don't just suddenly change at the flick of a switch just because one person, you know, wears the jumper around their hips. Correct. He's, he's, I think he's done it before. And it's been suppressed by the players. Oh, you know, this is the coach talking. We've just got to take it on the chin. And then someone's actually spoken out about it. And I I wouldn't be surprised if many, many females or even, you know, people working alongside him come out about it. And, and confirm. Yeah. And confirm these. these. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying I feel any sympathy for him because when I saw him on the TV – he just doesn't look like a very nice guy. And that that is literally from seeing him on the TV. Yeah. I thought, oh, he looks just something just not quite right. No. Um and you know, I don't know him, obviously. Never spoken to him. But that's my first and so when these things came out, I was like, Oh, yeah, I kind of saw. Yeah. He looks like I mean, a, a grizzly. We, a grizzly we could be completely kind of moody person. We could be completely wrong. We could be. Probably are. We're, we've been. Like we're, I'm going to sneeze soon. It's going to. Oh no! It's going away. Oh, just a little tickle. Right, my first one, bud. You go for it. Part of my motivation. Nehe Milner Scudder, hopeful All Black recall. So he's joined the Hurricanes, I believe, for this upcoming Super Rugby season. <coughs> and he, he he would like to be back in the All Black mix. Yeah, I mean, um, he was amazing, wasn't he? 
when he played in the World Cup final in, was it 20? 2015. 2015. He was breakthrough player of the year. He's only played 13 tests for the All Blacks. And I feel like he's played a lot more. But, well, you know, let's, injuries, let's, man. Let's be honest. He he's he's missed. Well, he he missed two, two. He was missed two years. Has he missed three years altogether? It's three years since he last played, wasn't it? Well, Was for the right? All Blacks, yes. last played in two thousand. Uh, instead, is currently an interim training deal with the Hurricanes. Who no? So he played for the Hurricanes in twenty eighteen. Yeah, and then he was. With the uh, Highlanders, he just one appearance for two seasons, and he made one appearance. So he's just been—he's just been dealt a real rubbish hand of injuries, hasn't he? Yeah, because um, he did go overseas, didn't he? He'd been overseas and obviously had had injuries over there. He came back; he had injuries over here. I mean, he he's a heck of a player, and he's great he's, he's very very elusive. Great footwork. He reminds me a bit like Colby, a bit bigger. Yeah, you're absolutely maybe right. not as quick, but he is and fantastic I'm, on his feet. I'm not sure whether he's got a left foot step either. Like Colby goes both ways, whereas Mills Milner, well, he was just a right winger, wasn't he? You know, off his really, right foot. He really <laughs> goes, <laughs> doesn't <laughs> he? Ah, my neck. But he's very, very good. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Now, I would say he's just got a... He doesn't even have a proper contract. No, he's just got a training deal. Yeah. So, therefore, no one wants to sign him because he's so injury prone. But let's hope, fingers crossed for him. Yeah, fingers crossed because I, I really like him. Yeah. You know, he he was a good player. Very and he, good. He, like you say, he was very, very elusive. Very elusive, yeah. So uh, my next story, mate, is that um, Johnny Hill quits Exeter for sale. Now, he hasn't quit Exeter for sale. No. He's, he's leaving Exeter. But it, it also goes with Sam Skinner, <clears throat> who's another one that's leaving Exeter. I think there's a bit more to this as well. I've done a little bit of uh, digging and research, and it seems like that the um, the salary cap has been reduced on all the premiership clubs. Oh, really? And the marquee players has gone from two to one, plus a you could have had a um, anyone that went through your academy could also be an additional uh, marquee player signing. And basically, a lot of these things have been taken back. There's a lot less money going around. So, so why is everyone going to sail sharks? Well, this is the thing, isn't it? So. Sale sharks obviously have a little bit of headroom in their in their their cap. How? Because they've, I think they've been well under over the last couple of years. Because you know the South African boys, you don't actually have to pay them a lot of money because they're coming from South Africa. Yeah. So therefore, they're not getting paid anything there. Um. So therefore, they've had a little bit more money in there. In their in their in their squad because they, they haven't had they haven't needed to have the big squad whereas Exeter has quite a large squad. I remember the days where they could literally put out two teams. Well, they can't do that anymore. So no. <clears throat> they're they're offloading a number of their players. I'm not saying that Johnny Hill has been offloaded or Sam Skinner, but I think there's been discussions to say, look, if you want to move, now would be a good time for us, and. But it does just just shows, doesn't it, that is there is there those old principles of one club for life anymore? And the answer is no. Oh gosh, no, definitely not. No, you know, even in New Zealand, you think about that. Bowden Barrett, exactly. <clears throat> we didn't see that one coming, did we? Milner Scudder went from Hurricanes to Highlanders. Yeah, I I can understand a player who's not good or who's had injuries, who has to move to play. Okay, yeah, I get you. I but get when you. these players are at their peak, yeah. they've been there for all, you know, and then they're deciding to move on. I mean, Alice Genge is another one. Yeah, he's so gone. Genge's gone, captain of Leicester, yeah. gone to Bristol. That's right, yeah. You know, he's captain of Leicester. Yeah. Moving to Bristol. Someone else from Leicester's going as well. Ford. Ford's off to yeah, sail as well. Yeah, but there's someone else. There's another Ford, I think. Okay. Not, not, not George. Not George Ford, but... <laughs> F-O-R-W, not F-O-R-D. Okay. Um, 
so it's just really interesting because for a long time rugby's held on to this you know these basic principles of team and club and you know family and commitment and actually you know they're expecting a lot from their players well i think the players now aren't really thinking about the team they only think about themselves i think you know you've got to don't you oh you do and you think about how many people are going overseas let's say from New Zealand or even England to France, there's a lot of people. Huge amount. And by all accounts, the premiership, their wages are going to be very, very small for just your squad players. Yeah. You know, only the top are going to make a lot of money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of, there's going to be problems ahead for the premiership because a lot of those younger players will go to France. I think you're right. They'll go to France, they'll yeah. make some money, and then they can always come back. Yeah. Um, but you've got to be a top player to make money in this country at the moment. In any country, I think. Maybe apart from France. Maybe apart from France, yeah. Right, mate. Well, I found it hard to find good quality news stories this week. Cause well, there's, there's not a lot of rugby going on, no, is there? No, there's not. There's, you know, there's, there's a lot being cancelled, and we'll get into that yeah. later on in the show. Anyway... So James Haskell was uh, on a recent, I think, podcast or something like that, and he ranked his five toughest opponents. You are going to start from the bottom. I'm going to start from the bottom, yes. Oh, I love the first one. <laughs> I love the first one. So uh, his first one, Fijian born, Fijian played, uh, Rupini. Can you pronounce uh, no chance. <laughs> Rupini. We all know who we're talking about. Thal Thal Booker or something? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> anyway, what Haskell well, can goes... I just say, well done. <laughs> <laughs> no Jeez. chance. No, no chance. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Anyway, Haskell goes on to say, just an incredible player who would score incredible tries. He could look like a 40-year-old builder with his belly hanging out, but he could still turn it on. He can. He was a bit like that, wasn't he? <clears throat> you know, and to be fair, if you look back at old tapes of, you know, Fijian 15s, but also Fijian 7s players, yeah. there's some big boys. Oh, yeah. Had a lot of pies. Well, I don't think it's pies. Carver. Carver. Mm. Have carver. you tried Carver before? I have tried Carver. <laughs> Didn't like it. It's just muddy water that <laughs> gives you a bloody hide, isn't it? All i got to say is overrated. <laughs> it doesn't taste nice, but it gets doesn't you where say, you want to go. It doesn't it's taste <laughs> like the carver from Sainsbury's. I'm sure they put something else in it. I think they do. Anyway, num, number, that was number five. That was number five. Yeah. Number four is Johnny Wilkinson, another yeah. who just consistently sets the standard. Close call with Daniel Carter, but I have to go with Johnny because of his attitude. Now, I want to ask you a question. Would you have picked would you have picked him? I would have picked Dan Carter. You yeah. would have picked Dan Without Carter. A question. Now what I would say, Johnny Wilkinson is a hell of a player, great kicker, great reader of the game. But Johnny Wilkinson was a one man band, you know. Was he? Well, he was, you know, he, look how when he played, it was dominated by goal kicking, dominated by drop kicking. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Yeah. But, you know, there wasn't a lot of flair when Johnny Wilkinson played. Whereas Dan Carter, on the other hand, good kicker, but also ran the game well as well. So I think Dan Carter had the complete game. Okay. Whereas I think Johnny Wilkinson had a successful game. The thing, the he thing. was successful everywhere he went because basically he was so good yeah. at kicking and pinning teams back and all those things that it was hard to play against him. Yeah. Whereas Dan Carter could rip you to pieces as well. Yes. He had the attacking sense, didn't he, Daniel yes. Carter? He'd make space for others yes. as well. Whereas I don't... I don't think that was the case with Johnny. But, uh, you know, I'd be happily proven wrong. If Johnny mm. wants to come on the show and fight his case, then we'd, we'll have you on, Johnny. Right, so the next one doesn't have a name there, but it's Jason Robinson. <gasps> what a player. 
Haskell goes on to say, what incredible footwork. I remember in England's session at the 2007 World Cup and he was getting frustrated doing a sidestepping drill. You know, so Mark, who? Cueto. Oh, Cueto, don't know who that is. Just turned to him and explained how everyone had feet like him. Not everyone. Not everyone had feet like him. So... Again, I think Jason Robinson was a bit like Colby. I think Jason Robinson was better than Colby. But, you didn't let me say my but. It's a good but. Uh, But I think Jason Robinson had the speed, had the power. I think Jason Robinson's faster than Colby. But Jason Robinson, when you see him run, he looks like a little nugget. Yeah. He is so powerfully built for such a small guy, he's hard to get down. And he's a pretty little sucker, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he is. He put a bit of baby oil before. <laughs> but, no, but you're absolutely right. He was one of only a few players who I genuinely feared yeah. every time he got the ball against all blitz. And you've got to remember, he played with Johnny Wilkinson. Yeah. So he didn't see a lot of ball. No. <laughs> he didn't. He chased, he chased many a kick. But every time anyone kicked the ball back to him, or any time there was a midfield scrum, dangerous. It was almost inevitable what yeah. was going to happen. He was going to pick the ball up from nine, and he was going to make anyone and everyone look ridiculous. It's like when Colby gets the ball, I get scared, and the other one who I get scared of is uh, the English winger. Yeah. Um, um, yes, I know who you're talking what's about. What's his name? Um, you love him, don't you? Yeah, I, I rate him. I really rate him. What's his name? Place of Bath. For now, anyway. Jason. Um, no. Watson. Yes. Yes, Watson. What's his first name? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but Watson. Watson. Watson the winger. Watson anyway, the winger. Anyway, number two. Shulkberger. Oh. The only thing I would say was Skulkberger. Anyone that has that floppy hair like he had, you really notice them, don't you? Yes. It's like a... Um, it's like a, a flag like almost. Shabal. You know when Shabali, you were like, wow. Shabal. You know, wow. What look a at guy. that. Look Do you remember when rocks. he broke Ali Williams' jaw? Skull? No. Oh. Shabal. Shabal. Anyway, Skullberger. A player who shows absolutely no regard for his body. No. He'd put it in places no one else would. He'd throw, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Where would he put it? <laughs> I hope he asked permission. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Very respectful, man. Um, he is just so incredibly physical and it is so tough playing against him. I would have loved to have played alongside this true warrior. Did you know what? Later on in life, <clears throat> you know, coming towards the end of his playing career, he caught meningitis. Yeah, I know. And yeah. he was he was close, close to death's door, wasn't he? He was, yeah. He was. But recovered from that and played again. Yeah, I think when you say it was near the end of his career, it was, but he, I think he still played like four seasons after it. Yeah, but so. not international. Okay. I think he stopped internationally. He ended up, did he retire with Saracens? May of, yeah, may of. I'm not quite sure. Mm. I think you're right, though. I think you're right. Right, you, number, number one. one. <gasps> who? Yeah, we all know who it is. We don't do, we? don't we? Toby Harris. Damien Warren. <laughs> <laughs> We both had the same <laughs> thought, didn't we? You cheeky devil, you. Uh, Richie McCaw. Richie yeah, McCaw. Richie. The thing that stood out for me is his decision making. At the end, uh, at the breakdown, <clears throat> knowing when to compete for the ball, clear out, or get back in the line. You know, and he did that year in, year out, as long as he played really, didn't he? Okay, so I'm going to tell you my Rich McCaw story. Here we go. I'm before sure we've he was already, famous. I'm sure we've already heard it. Before he was famous. So I used to flat uh, with a guy who knew him pretty well. He's a similar age to me. Um, we played against each other. We played with each other. But that was – so before all of that, Rich McCaw first on the scene, and I was sitting watching some rugby with my, my, my mate, and he said, Damo, just look at that lad there, number seven, he said, you watch him. Just watch him. I promise you, when he gets to any ruck, he'll win the ball back. And I was like, ah, he won't win the ball back. Because he didn't look like much. Yeah. He really didn't look like much. Um, first ruck, ball turned over. Got it. 
and he was like, "Look, this guy looked at me, sort of gave me the, gave me the wink, the nod, yeah, yeah." And then like, game went on. Next truck, won won the ball, and it went on and on. Literally every ruck he went to, yeah, he won the ball back. I, I kid you not, whole game, pilfering, pinched it, amazing, and I can remember then going and playing him. And every single time as an inside centre, I carry the ball hard into contact, he ripped the ball off me. Mm. He was unbelievable at it right from the right from a young age. And I think he set the nail on top of the head. His decision making, when he went in, he won the ball back. Yeah. Or at least slow ball he down. He just picked his moment, didn't he? He, he did. saw a chance or you know, they gave him an inch, he took a mile. And I think it's that brain. Because a lot of people now go for it. Very bright. You he, know, they go boy. for it. Head boy at a school. If that means he's the brightest. Top. No, but head boy at a school, and I think he had straight A stars. Wow. So. Yeah. But the thing that I'm sort of alluding to was, nowadays, people go for the ball. They don't necessarily get it. They get pinged. They get cleared out. But yeah. he he could see the surroundings and go, right, I've, I've got a really good chance. I'm going to go for it. Yeah, pill for that. You know, he'd that. either get the ball back or he'd get a penalty. So it's it's the same thing pretty much, isn't for, it? For or against him, either way. You know, um, so if he didn't think he'd get it, he'd maybe slow it down. Yeah. Again, if he didn't think he'd get it, he might come back into the line. And, you know, that's what Haskell's speaking about. He's the, talking about his decision-making being so good. The interesting thing with, with Richie McCaw is when you played against him, you didn't even spot him. No. Because he, he he was always doing work in the deepest, darkest yeah. areas. Wasn't flashy. No. Not like you, mate. Wasn't flashy. Uh, All Blacks react to Island loss shows something is very wrong. Now, you might not have seen this clip. I actually went and found this clip and I watched it on online. And basically what the person who's written the, the news article, um, which his nickname is or his Twitter name is Kick Francis, has basically watched this video and he's gone, it isn't right, All Blacks are just not gutted enough. Tell me this would, in a Steve Hansen, Graham Henry coached world, have had this reaction. And when you watch the video, it's basically um, Kane talking to Retallick and they're almost, I'm not saying it is jovial, this is after the loss, but it's not exactly depression. You know, it's um, that's a big word. I, I know I've used the wrong word there, but they're not really upset. That's what I'm trying to say. But then, just wait for this. Wait this. Then they go and they, they interview Richie Mwanga. And in the background is loud music playing like, you know, like, like, oos, oos, yeah, oos, like happy oos, music. Oos, right. Like, where's, the, uh, what's the time, Mr. Wolf? Right. St- Starly, right? Um, and I think, to be fair... They've got a bit of a point. When I watched it, I thought, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I kind of think there's something to be said for saying it's only a game. But there's also something to be said for we, we, we party when we win. When we win, we party. And when we lose, we don't need to be like downtrodden and whatever. But we don't party. And... This it sounded like people were enjoying themselves in the training, in the changing sheds after a game they'd lost. Which game was it? It was the Island game, right? So they lost the Island game, and then obviously they went from there and they went over and they lost the French game. Yeah, on the back of it, and it was said here that um, you know Fozzy was like, "Yeah, we we we're we're enjoying the more traditional route of hitting the town and then moving on to the next one." So basically, they, they, they arrive, they socialise, they go out, they see the sights, they go and play. Nothing wrong with that. I've got nothing wrong with that. That's all part of touring. But I do have I do have an issue. My teams that I coach, if they were playing music in the change rooms after the game that they'd lost, I think I'd say, listen, lads, we've lost. So we can have a few beers, but we've lost. Yeah. We don't put, we don't put motivational music on. Right, maybe in a couple of days we might walk around with a smile on our face. Maybe things have changed, but I think that surprised me when I watched the video. I mean, I haven't watched the video, <clears throat> so I'm not I'm not too sure what it's all about. But is it almost something? 
because it's, it's all over social media, isn't it? I can see the top corner. It's All Blacks TV. So they can't sort of be, oh, we lost. No, they can be. No, they of can't. They can no, be. not this. Nah, not this day and age. Why not? <clears throat> They've lost. They have lost. You're right. It's but all black it, TV, mate. The, the fans don't fans don't want them to be happy because we're not happy. There wasn't there wasn't many all black fans. Like, come on, we lost to Ireland. Yeah. Were you like all right? What's the time, Mister Wolf? What's the time, Mister Wolf? Exactly. So What's I haven't. The time? So I haven't seen the video. To sort of comment on... That, by the way, that song wasn't on, but it was one of those types of things. So I, I can't comment on sort it. of what, you know, what the other yeah, players yeah, are yeah. doing. But no, you, I think I think you're right. I think they, they shouldn't necessarily be jovial about it. But Mate, again, this is, this is sport. I can it, remember. It, 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 the thing is, is <clears throat> it's just another game. I can it's a re- job. Yeah, I, but if this you is do the a problem. mistake at work, this is the problem. You don't. You're not gutted about it for you know a couple of days. Okay, as so fans, you- we're allowed to be because we're so passionate about it. Maybe the problem is is that the passion's gone. Though that that is what they're and that's, saying. that's that's potentially saying. the atmosphere of the coaching staff and the players themselves. All I've got to say is when I lost a rugby game, and I'm not a down and out. You know, don't dwell on things. But when I lost a rugby game, a big rugby game or a small rugby game, I would be really like salty about it until Thursday. You know, until I had a chance to put it right. And I felt on Thursday, by Thursday, I was like, right, now we're, now we're going to move on to to the next game. Train Tuesday, training Thursday, we play on Saturday. And on Thursday, I was like, right, bin that, bag that up. Right, I'm going to go out and play now. I'm not saying you should be like that, but what I am saying is after the training, after the straight after the match, I would have expected a little less celebration going on. Again, it's sort of each to their own, I though, know, isn't it? I know. You know, I remember I know. when I'd lose, I'd be gutted for, you know, straight after the game and maybe sort of in the shower, I'd be gutted. But then you talk about it. You talk about it with your teammates, and then, you know, an hour or so afterwards, you're like, right, let's have a beer. Yeah, all right. Come on, let's move on anyway. Like you've moved on, you move on too quickly. I like to, I like to process the loss. Yeah, but you can still process the loss. Yeah. I, I, I get, but your point. you just do it in your own time. I get your or, point, but I get his point. Yeah, as no, well. definitely, I get his point as well. Okay, so this is the worst story I've ever heard. Okay, which is this: despicable cheating tactics used in contest between Springboks Larue and Hog. So they had a they had a spiral kicking competition. Okay. And Villy Larue won. Okay. So everyone's now going, um, oh, he must have cheated. He must have cheated. Why? Because he was at altitude. They're saying. Oh, okay. Now bring it to me. Bring it to me when you can prove it. Right. Don't don't mention that he must have been altitude. Because Hog lost, and we all know Hog could kick the ball further, which I thought too, right? I didn't know that Hog could kick a long ball. Oh, man, can Hog kick a long ball? Well, why Why Vili Ruru? Why not? I know. Why not Stain? Stain? <laughs> why not Geordie Barrett? Yeah. But Vili Ruru beat him, by all accounts. Well, he might have been at altitude, but that's probably where he lives. Apparently, there was a sign and the sign says that he's at sea level, i.e., the, but it looks like the sign has been <laughs> superimposed, possibly. Right. But again, until he can prove it, I don't want a story written about it. It's just sour grapes. It is sour but grapes. I want, it made me think about the spiral kick. Oh, okay. And I can see the spiral kick coming back big time because of the new rule, the 50 tw- 22. Yeah. Um, because but also, it, it's quite, it's harder to catch. It's harder it, to catch. It swerves around a bit more than a normal kick would. But I've seen many a spiral kick go from twenty two to twenty two. Yeah. So they just go further. Don't they, they just go further, and it's a real attacking weapon now. So you can, in your twenty two, you could say, see, see the players up. Yeah. Bang one back. Yeah. And you've got the line out ten meters out from the line. So I can see the spiral coming back big time. You heard it here first, mate. Wow, here you we go. You heard it here, here we go. first. Well, I've got one last one. This isn't necessarily off the internet news. 
Viz made this one up. Kind of have, yeah. <laughs> I've seen, and uh, you know, it, it is topical because it's about players now going back to their home nations. Yes. And I've put here, if players actually go back and play for their home nations at the World Cup, the island nations will do very well. They will, yeah. They'll do a lot better than I think a lot of people think they will. Yeah, I can I can see that. So my question is to you and to our listeners as well. Do we think they'll actually go back and play? I know there's been a lot of chat about I know that sorry, I know there's been a handful of players to to say yeah, we'll go back or there's been some who already have played. Okay, but the media have bigged it up. Oh, this player can go play for this country. This player can go play for this country. But are those players actually, actually going to go yeah. back and I, play? I think Tonga will get an influx of players because Lamape, as all accounts, said he'll go back. Um, you've got Fekitoa, who said he's going to go back. To Tonga, yeah. Uh, you've got Charles Piatau, who's desperate to go back. So just those guys. I mean, and then, and then on top of that, on top of that, you'll have others who, oh. who you know, will take their chance. Fiji, not so much. I don't see the players who who have played for other countries. I think Fiji will do well. Yeah, no, but I don't see there being a huge number of players that... Because I think Fiji are strong now. Yeah. So I, I don't see... Yeah, but they're strong now, but all they need is a few others to come in and keep I, positions. I, yeah, I, I think... Um, I think they might not make the starting squad, but they might make the wider squad and therefore their bench is much stronger than it has been in previous years. Things like that. So yeah, I can see Tonga doing well. I can see Fiji doing well. I actually can't necessarily see um, Samoa benefiting hugely just because I can't, unless they've been playing in New Zealand, there's not that many Samoans around playing at international level that I'm aware of, is what I'm trying to say. No, but some of them might have played one or two tests for a different country, you and know, then like yes. in France. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be very interesting. That's what it? I mean. I, I so think the next World Cup. I think Fiji or Tonga could make it out of their pool. Yeah, I know. As, as, so it'll love be it. interesting to see. Oh, do you know what? As you go through the results, I'm going to look up the World Cup pools and see just who's in... Where, Each pool. Where they are, mate, yeah. Okay, so we're going to go over the results. There's obviously the United... Um, sorry, there's the the old Heineken Cup. The Champions Cup, I think it's called. And we had Leicester Tigers narrowly beating Connick. Very, very tight match. Came back from behind at halftime to win 29-23. Munster narrowly beating uh, Cast. Uh, 19-13. Glasgow beating Exeter. This game was very interesting. I had to go and watch it, um, you know, to see what had gone on. 22-7, and I'm going to go over that game in a little bit. Russing and Offsprays, that game didn't happen due to COVID. Russing were awarded their points, 28-0. Harlequins, a great victory over Cardiff, 43-17. But that was a tight game as well. Blew out the score at the end. Montpellier getting the walkover against Leinster, 28-0 because of COVID. And Ulster just beating Northampton Saints by 27 points to 22. Which means that in Group A, which with COVID becomes difficult to think, but it's Russing, Ulster, Exeter and Glasgow. In Group B is Harlequins, Munster, Leicester Tigers and Connick. Now, if you're a French club... It's going to be difficult moving forward, isn't it, with the rules in place? So it's it's a messy, messy competition. That's for sure. It's going to fall apart. It's going to fall. It's apart. going to fall apart because this uh, new variant, new variant, is <clears throat> causing havoc. It is sweeping through the nations. I mean, I know that um, Brits can't now go to Germany. They can't go to Netherlands. They can't go to France. What about your ski holiday? Is it still on? I wouldn't think so. Oh. It, now it is still on. It is still yeah, on right the, now. At, at the moment, yeah. But a little birdie <laughs> has told me, because I know some people in the NHS yeah. and higher up. Yes. Um, that the UK potentially will go down into 
a lockdown or tighter, like much tighter restrictions after Christmas. Yeah, so 28th. 27th or 28th. Oh, it's got the same birdie talking to yeah. us. Mm. Yeah. I've heard you the, heard it here first. I've heard the lockdown, like the, the circuit breaker yes. lockdown. So I think what they're sort of saying, because a lot of people would just go to Boris, you know, two fingers yeah, up yeah. to Boris if he yeah. said lockdown now. Yes. You know, people would go, nah, we want a Christmas this year. People would start rebelling. People would protest about it. And, yeah. you know, mud would hit the fan, so to speak. I'm sure you can put two and two together. something else Brown might hit the fan. Yeah. Yes. So, anyway, we're, we're not... Uh, <laughs> We're not politicians, so we don't actually know. For good reason. Yeah. Because we tell the truth. Yes. Okay. Um, what caught my eye? Well, what caught your eye? Well, what caught my eye? I finally got something <laughs> for once. It's just there's a lot There's a lot of rugby, you know, it, it being pushed to the side because of COVID. And will it be played again? Don't know. Because it's been postponed at the moment. Yeah, it's been it postponed. It hasn't been cancelled. They're talking about Six Nations. Having a play it during the Six Nations. Wow. So you wouldn't have any of your mainstay no, players. No, and, and, you know, I know that there's been Premier League games, so soccer, football. I know yeah. that they've been postponed, and I know that one of the um, English teams in the European competition had to forfeit one of their games because their game couldn't get rescheduled. Yeah. So will that start happening with... I just don't the European see. Cup. I just don't see how you can do the European Cup unless you literally play in your country now. So you know you've got to play potentially. Do they France. rejig it? Yeah, I think France could play their own competition. Um, but are they allowed to in their well, country? That's the thing, isn't it? It's going to be very, very difficult. But that, that's the only way that you could. I can see doing it because yeah. if you can't travel. Then you know, well, no, you could no play point. virtually on the Xbox, probably the best thing to do. Ah, uh, do you remember when that happened? Yeah, I do. I don't know who did that for us. I can't remember much. either, but that was <laughs> class, wasn't it? Yeah, you were rubbish. Eh? I'm pretty sure I won. No. I scored first, no, didn't I? No, I won. Was it a draw? I, I don't, don't know. know. Anyway, I, I think scored. it might have been a draw. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I think it was a draw. Fantastic. Hey, what caught your eye, Mosh? I have to say, this United Rugby competition must be pretty strong. Because when you look at the results, you go, Connick, just losing to Leicester Tigers. You've got Glasgow beating Exeter. You've got Cardiff. It was ridiculously tight. This game was 17 all with 57 minutes gone. Yeah. To Harlequins. You've got Ulster beating Northampton. Northampton are, are near the top of the, of the premiership. So... This United Rugby Championship, you know, must be pretty good. And I've, I've, I'd be the first one to admit that I have possibly, you know, taken the mick out of the United Rugby Championship, thinking it was rubbish, and the, the South African boys would come across and smash everyone. Yeah. But I, I've been wrong. And, you know, to the point where I was like, Exeter, how do they lose? Well, there's no South African boys playing in this Nations Cup, is there? Uh, not at the moment, no. no. No, no. I mean, luckily they're doing the European competition at the moment, so they, they can't play. But but anyway, uh, so I went I went through and I thought, well, I'll watch this Exeter game. And you couldn't see anything, mate. <laughs> oh, it was, <laughs> it was really, so really foggy, foggy eh? Yeah. So it was one of the worst TV watching things that I've ever done. I've seen it once as well. <laughs> I think it was the Blues or something versus the Hurricanes yeah. in Wellington. And you couldn't see a thing. No. It was like the final as well. And normally the cameras are a lot better than, yeah. than the, the naked eye as well, yeah. isn't it? So it's amazing, isn't it? I can't. I couldn't Did you see say naked eye? The naked eye. Oh, mate. I like that. Um, I thought that the Quinns. So the only other thing I've really mentioned was: uh, is rugby going completely down the NFL route now? And I think the NFL got it right. What do you mean? Well, you talk about Bowden Barrett going, Alice Keynes going, Johnny Hill going, the list goes on from clubs they've been at, captain at, whatever. Yeah. You know, this family commitment, you know, values have pretty much evaporated. They're still there a little bit in New Zealand, but then a lot of players go overseas. So are we just not better doing what the NFL do, which is they pay them a heck of a lot more money Obviously, they do a draft system. It's it's very, very 
professional. I love the and drafts. The when cinema. they cut them, they cut them. Yeah. Like there's no no conversation. No. It's like, thanks very You're much. Cut. We'll sort you out. We're going to cut you today. And they don't try and be... Matey, matey. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a competitive sport. I just think rugby needs to potentially, you know, they push their family values, but then... Just doesn't it's not marrying up at the moment is what I'm trying well, to say. Well, they push their family values, but then they don't go through with it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I love the idea of um, of a NF, yeah, yeah, yeah NFL draft love system. That. The the first country to do it will will benefit hugely, and and I think that should be New Zealand, the Pacifica competition. If they did a draft system, oh, they would benefit from that definitely. draft, and people would be interested in it. People would watch it. Yeah. And people would watch the draft system. I don't understand the Pacifica competition, why they haven't done it, because they need to do something. They've yeah. got to be, they've got to think outside the box, not what they've always done. No. Because it's, it's not going to work. No, I agree. Mate, it's time for the listeners' questions. For the questions. This question comes from David Haylett, and he said he wants to get our opinion on commentators. Yes. Uh, idiotic commentators consistently referring to the 22 is the red zone it's really getting me mad on bt sport and he's talking about glasgow exeter one actually said or as we call it the red zone he goes on to sort of say something about a touchdown you know it's not referred to a try it's a touchdown touchdown um david i feel i feel for you here i feel for you here because there are some shocking commentators in the world of rugby so bad but they're all looking for their little they're all looking for their um their niche aren't they they are they're all looking for their their catchphrase me, me oh my, my. <laughs> no, they're all looking for that and and some come out with some ridiculous things so our thought processes are that we we really don't like and it can detract from the game quite quite uh markedly but like when you're watching new zealand play England, I like the New Zealand commentators a lot more than the English. But is that because you're a Kiwi? Possibly. But I have heard people say that they like New Zealand commentators because right. they're very knowledgeable, but a little but a little bit humorous. Well, also you think about um, the Cricket World Cup, the, the one where we lost against England. Don't talk about it. Okay. No, it hurts. But it honestly hurts. That is the most painful sporting <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Where we should have won it. When we sh- well, I don't know whether we should have. Well, won it hit his bet. But no, no, my it? point is, is that England should have probably made it a lot oh, easier than yes, they did. Yes, but they toyed with my emotions for for the whole day. But the thing <laughs> is, is you know, um, we there was a, a Kiwi commentating the final over oh, or yeah. the Super Over Smithy. or whatever it was. Yeah, and he was going, you know, he was going nuts for England, and yeah. you know, I yeah. think. I think the thing is, is for our commentators, they're just obsessed with the game. They are very knowledgeable. They love great play. They, they love, love great, great play players. From both sides. And that's the thing. I think they can say, "Oh my god, what a wonderful, you know, what a wonderful try." It doesn't matter who scored it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 David, I and then asked Toby, and we're going to discuss who we think are the best and worst commentating countries so i actually think england aren't that bad but anyway let's go over them sir south africa how do you rate awful them? awful bias <laughs> so biased and not friendly <laughs> correct but i kind of think that about some of the english commentators okay what about uh oz see i don't really know any but they're they're all right but i don't think they're I don't think they're very good at commentating the game. No, they're very pro- pro- parochial? No. No. I don't know. <laughs> you know, parochial. Parochial. They're very pro- they like They like the Aussies doing well. They like the Aussies doing well. Of course yeah. they do. Okay. They're Aussies themselves. Let's go for England. See, I think some of them are biased. The Okay, I've written down um, some that I like. Miles Harrison, Austin Healy. Like Austin like Miles. These are ones that I don't like. <laughs> Stuart Barnes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But he's not the worst. Brian Moore. Oh, my God. If Brian Moore is commentating, I, I turn them, I, t- I mute him. I mute him at times. And then another one that people like, I, uh, Jeremy Guscott. 
Jeremy Guscott. Don't like him. Just I don't know why I don't like him. But they're the ones that I don't like. Yeah. I just think if a call goes against England or there's an interesting call, maybe like a yellow or red card, it's all, it's all about England. Oh, definitely a red card. Definitely a red card. And you're like, just think about it. Have a look at it and just be honest. All right. You know, because we, we watch many a game. Many a game. And it goes against us, you know, more often than not, to be honest. Yeah. And let's say it's a yellow and you're like, oh, that should have probably been a red. Got away with that one. So it's kind of like that. You know, we we, we celebrate. I think we know enough about the game to then yeah. go, oh, it's an interesting call. That's the wrong call or right call. Or the, These are the other ones, mate, that I've got that I absolutely despise. In Australia, Phil Kearns. Oh, Phil Kearns. In New Zealand, they're not all good. No, they're not. You're right. Murray Mexted drives me bananas. <laughs> and oh, Carl Tanana. Oh, God. <laughs> Carl Tanana. Oh. He adds his two cents and you're like, oh, that was not needed. <laughs> Sideline commentary. <laughs> the really good ones, Ian Smith and yeah. Tony Johnston. Yeah. Very good. Very, very good. And in South Africa, I don't know any and I don't like any. No. So they're all being put in that. Game. I don't know any Frenchies, obviously, because I can't speak French. No. So we're talking about those those countries there. Yeah. Right, mate. Your well, sorry, my question to you. Yes. What are the worst conditions you've ever played sport in? So not necessarily rugby. Yeah, mate. So it could be soccer, football, it could be cricket, it could be anything. It, it is rugby. Okay. Uh and it's it's uh like rock hard ground. Oh, yeah. So it's not snow. Okay. I mean, I have played in some horrific cold and rainy conditions yeah. and maybe that's worse but I, I can remember when the ground was rock hard and we we ran we were little lads and we ran to the pitch and by the time I kid you not by the time we got to the pitch I couldn't even stand up on really? my boots because they, they were complete ice right they were like a oh, round was it that bottom cold <laughs> yeah it was un- oh we wow we were playing in Reefton, where oh, Marty yuck. Banks grew up. What a guy! He's probably playing against Marty, knowing uh, how good he was. <laughs> and um, it was it was horrific, and you, it was literally like playing on concrete. Ugh. And I can remember it really well. There wasn't a lot of tackling that went on that day, <laughs> from either side. A lot of tries. Yeah, no diving though. But um, I did actually score a try, and the game before us had been played widthwise. Right. And they left a cone. Underneath the post, and when I say a cone, I mean like a oh, like, like a, a cone. traffic cone. Okay, right. So I made this break. I was playing fly half, <laughs> dummy. Go. Thought I was through. How old were you? I was a young whippersnapper. Okay, and uh, and I got the fullback who jumped on my back. Right, I was still I was still going like a couple of meters to go to the line. Yeah, but I had no control over where I was going. Okay, landed directly on top of the traffic cone with the traffic cone going where the sun does not shine. Oh. On on hard ground. So <gasps> not it, good. So there was nothing to celebrate. <laughs> it might have All I have to say not is not good. Did not feel good. <laughs> I, I I was more worried about my other two balls than the one I was in. Oh, May, you've stepped over the line there. So I've got a similar story but mine's not from cold. Mine's from being too dry. Too dry? Yeah. Oh, so as in just hard ground? Hard ground. In Fiji, it was like a dust bowl. Oh, Fiji. Love it. And you make a tackle and you'd come up with like mud, like dirt burn. Yeah. Dirt burn. But dirt burn. the worst one was when I was doing surf life saving and I was, I was like running, doing a sprint, and it started to hail. Oh, that's bad. So middle right? of summer, you know, little whippersnapper. Excellent technique. And then hail just in the eye. I can't see where I'm going. Still won it, though. Don't worry about me. Of course you won it, mate. Your name's Toby Harris. Mate, it's time for our next inductee into the Hall of Fame. The the Super Super Rugby Rugby Podcast. Hall of Fame. Right, what number are we going for today, Mush? Inside centres. Twelve. <laughs> Twelve. 
So Davey well, said before, he said, oh, it's a tough one this week. Did you find it difficult to find tyres? like, no, I've got three. Absolutely three class centres here. We're okay. All with a good story behind them. Okay, go. My first, am I going to do all three? You're going to do all three, then I'll do my four. Okay. Charlie Natai. Oh, there's a shout. He's a great I went to school with him. <laughs> I know you did. Oh. <laughs> I know you did. Charlie Natai, hell of a player, Chiefs player, should have played more for the He only played, he played one. one game. Yeah. And he, he, he was the answer. He was the answer, he was the wasn't answer he? Demar Nonu. Yeah. Still playing now. Probably could have been playing for the All Blacks now. Um, but lots of concussions. Very bad. King. He was out yeah. for like a year and a half, yeah. I think. So really, really unfortunate. But Charlie Naitai, the underachiever because of injuries. Yeah. Right. So that's my first one. The underachiever because of injuries, Charlie Naitai. Second underachiever, not because of injuries, but because of Sonny Bill Williams, Richard the horse, Kahui. He wasn't a 12. No, he played both, didn't nah, he? Nah, he wasn't on. a 12. Richard Kahui. Nah. Still playing now. I'm not giving and you he that. he looks good, doesn't he? Oh, he's a fabulous looking fellow. He is. And he's still playing I'm not playing giving you that, though. Now. Oh, come on. Let's just be... I'm not going to pick him because I've got one more that's going <laughs> to blow them both out of the water. Okay. Uh, but Richard Kahui, I can remember when Sonny Bill signed the contract Don't to play... Don't you mean Shunny Bill? Yes. Shunny Bill. Um, signed the contract and they interviewed Richard Kahui oh. after the game and they went, oh, have you heard the news about um, Sonny Bill signing? And his face just dropped oh, thinking, no. yeah, my days are numbered. So Richard Kahui. But I'm going to pick someone else that fully encompasses what we're all about here at the Super Rugby Podcast. I am picking... Sterling Mortlock. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Sterling Mortlock. He's 44 years of age. He didn't even look like an athletic person. He a didn't. big rig. He played all over the place. Played on the wing. Played at 15. And he wore gloves. And he wore gloves. And he kicked <laughs> goals. <laughs> and he had a skinner because he had no hair. Mm. All right? Rate that. Rate it. So Sterling Mortlock is going to be my choice. He was 191 centimetres and 103 kgs as well. Big guy. Of pure magic. Big guy. Okay. Just love his... Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Are you ready? Yes, I am. First one, Tana Umanga. Okay. Now, mate, too good. Too good? Yes. That's why I haven't picked him. Okay, good. Okay, but he also moved out to 13, didn't he? Yes, he did. Moved out to 13. Ma'anonu, also too good. Too good. Yeah, too, too good. good. Yeah. What you doing? Right, my last shouldn't two, though. Even be, shouldn't even be in the conversation. Luke McAllister. No. Quadzilla. Quadzilla. Can't tackle. Can't tackle. Lost us the World Cup. Did he? Yeah, he was useless. Look, but my pick for number 12 is Lamarpe. Oh, that's a good <laughs> shout. Underachieved that's a good because shout. he was sold up a river. By the All Blacks. <laughs> ah, so my shot. pick is Lamarpe. I really hope Sterling does it, though. <laughs> Sterling's so much more of a Super Egg Podcast Hall of Famer, isn't he? Is he? He certainly is. He was very, very successful for the Wallabies. He was, but only because they weren't that good. Lamarpe. Lamarpe. That's a great shout. Yep. A great shout. Yep. Well, sir, that's the end of the podcast. It is the end of the podcast. Another one done. Now, we are going to take a, a week at least or two off. Um, because of Christmas and New Year's and possibly COVID, <laughs> might be a lot more. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's been uh, been wonderful. Thank you to all our listeners who Definitely. have sent in emails, have uh, shared things on Twitter, retweeted, retweeted. Yeah, it is well, honestly all, all, all social media really. Yeah, we so really do appreciate we it. We do, and don't the we? The big thing is your emails. If you, you know, if you've been listening for a while and you've never sent an email in, you know the type of emails that we like. <laughs> You know, the questions we like. Absolutely dross. Yeah. Anything that is getting us off topic. Yeah. That's we absolutely <laughs> love it. That's not on, like the car. The car one was just yeah. not needed, was it? But Benji, you've hit the nail on the head there, bud. You have, mate. If you had 20,000, because we're never going to have 20,000. <laughs> love it, mate. Cheers, um, bud. If people wanted to help us out, what could they do? Sir? Yeah, like, share, subscribe, you know, review, tell a friend, 
anything, email in, message in on social media and things like that. You know, we, we love hearing from you. We do, we do. But until next time. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.